Hello everyone, thank you for joining us today for the first ever collaboration between Unapologetic and the IE Think podcast. Expect to see a lot more of this coming up to cover a variety of different topics, encouraging open-mindedness, empowering everyday people, and starting conversations. To start off, my name is Julia Koisto. And my name is Valeria Mendez, and we're the founders of Unapologetic. So today we welcome Adlan and Sebas to tell us a little bit more about their transition from their time in isolation to their return to classes, both in Segovia and Madrid, which of course, on one hand, there's the mental and emotional challenges that we all face being quarantined for a few months. But on the other hand, there, we also want to talk about and emphasize, you know, personal milestones that were reached during this time. So to start off with, we want to know, did you guys spend quarantine by yourselves or with family? And how was it? How did you adapt after being in a different setting for so long? Who was first? <laughs> Do you want to go first, Adlan? Or... No, Sebastian, you go first. Okay, I quarantined with my family, uh, with one of my siblings and my mom. And it was quite intense, I have to admit. I have like a super Latin American intense, passionate family. So like every conversation we have, it's like either screaming or hugging or... And I'm such... I don't want to say like I'm a peaceful compared to them, but like I'm more chill compared to them. And it's just like that dynamic was fun, but still like a bit draining. But yeah, that, that was my quarantine. Yeah, for me, I was stuck in my parents' home for six months. And the first, the first and second month was insane. Like I thought I was trapped. I basically thought I was in prison because quarantine was quarantine. You couldn't even like escape your own house. And yeah, over the last, last like four or five months, it was really good. I got along with my parents really well and I'm really proud of it. Right. And you guys kind of answered this already and this goes to both of you, of course. But we also want to know how the past few months have personally affected you. Like, do you feel like you've grown in any way or do you feel like maybe you haven't grown? Maybe the opposite. And what would you say you've learned about yourself and the world during this time in general? I think it's fun. When you say like if we grew or not, I don't think it's a linear thing. Sometimes you like go one step to the front and then one to the back and then two to the sides. And like, it's, you know, like this thing of sometimes I would feel like I was the like Buddha, super enlightened person, but then I would like get nervous because my brother would like, I don't know, move a chair that way I, w I wouldn't like it, you know? So I think it's just fun to recognize the fact that we don't have to grow like that, that's not an obligation you know i feel like that's there's a lot of pressure on let's grow we have like all this time and stuff but i think it's just like a progress you know and i think i learned a lot about first of all living with my family for a long time i think i've seen like a lot of reflections of things that i don't like about myself on them and it was just like i don't know because i have the belief of like everything you don't like about someone else is a reflection of something you don't like about yourself and I think it was like super potent to see that with my family. I feel like fighting with my mom and then noticing that I'm exactly like my mom. <laughs> it's, 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 it was fun, but it was like challenging. And yeah, I would say that I certainly grew in like some mental things that I haven't touched on with my family in a long time. But I would say, for example, my social skills, like they don't exist anymore. Like. <laughs> I feel like every time I have like a video call or something, I have like social anxiety and I'm like, oh, no, let's do it, let's do it. So yeah, it's a constant thing of improving in some aspects and then like getting worse in some and yeah, it's fun, it's changed, you know, we keep on going. Yeah, I think 
Sebas couldn't even say it better. The entire two steps forward, three steps back, one to the side, one to the left. That's I think everyone felt the same about that. Even for me, there were one some days where I was like, I was so productive. I did work. I was like, oh, it was summer. I need to do this X, Y, and Z. And then the next day, I'll just be on my bed watching Netflix for like five hours and just doing nothing and feeling like a piece of shit, basically. Yeah, for sure. I feel like something that Sarah said for that there's so much pressure because you're not doing anything or you're not supposed to be doing anything. So there's that thing of like, what are you going to do? What are you going to use this time for? And some days you wake up and you're like, oh, I have so all these things to do. I'm going to work out. I have to like do some work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start, I don't know, working on something. I'm going to become an entrepreneur out of nowhere but there's some days where you just wake up and you have no idea what to do and there's no motivation or you go through these times where it just feels dark or it feels like there is no end of this quarantine or or this time so yeah for sure i agree with that 100 yeah and also something else that you guys touched on that i thought was really interesting because it applies to me as well, is that there are so many things that I also wasn't aware of, like so many habits of mine and so many things that annoyed me and other people that I never realized came from my family or so many things that I have within me or the ways that I act that I just learned now spending so many months with them that it comes from them. And it's something that I never paid attention to before, which is crazy to think about because I lived with them for 18 years. But I think that's part of growth. Like for me, that's what I took it as because I realized there were so many things about me that used to even annoy me. And then knowing where those things came from kind of helped me come to terms with them. I don't know if that can apply to you guys as well. No, for sure. I actually grew a mustache during quarantine and everyone thought it was fun and stuff. But to me, it was kind of a cathartic tool to like make peace with the relationship I had with my dad. Like we never talked during my whole life. Now he kind of came back to a family. He's trying to fulfill that role. But like, I would never let him. And I think like through that mustache and just because he had a mustache while we grew up and just to see how alike I am to him in many ways and not to see those things as bad things. I think that was like huge progress. I mean, like I I talk to my dad now and like, I, I. didn't do that for like most of my life so that was great <laughs> yeah same for me like I remember throughout quarantine I would just like tap my dad on the shoulder and be like hey do you want to watch the football game tonight and it's like subtle little things like that that changed the entire course of our relationship and I guess for the past 18 years um, especially during our adolescence and while we were going through puberty, we always like hated our parents. We're like, they don't understand us. They don't understand what we're going through. And we go to university and we're just like, oh man, I'm so sorry for like treating my parents wrong. And I guess quarantine was a great opportunity to like make amends for that and like truly share, like tell them how much we we're grateful for them and like establish that those relationships that we should have done a long time ago, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And I think one thing that is really important to touch on that I was thinking a lot about throughout quarantine, especially in the beginning, was how lucky, personally, I I realized that I am to be back home, even though it was very strange for me to be back home, but how lucky I was to be back home with a loving family, you know, despite some arguments here and there. I know it's not the case for everybody. I know a lot of people who even did get the opportunity to be back home weren't necessarily in a safe space that I think a lot of us fortunately were. 
And I just think that that's really important to for us to bring to light. And is that, you know, despite all the difficulties that we've been through through quarantine and how strange it might have been to be home, we're all still very lucky that we have this safe space when we when we came back. For sure, for sure. And just adding on that, uh, one time one of my friends told me this that really blew my brains off, is that we, I mean, I'm not going back home. That That's my life plan. I'm, I want to stay in Europe to work and have my life. So probably I already used like 90% of the time that I had with my family, you know? And just like thinking that in numbers, like if I already saw my mom, the 90% of all the time I would spend time with her. And that just kind of like, it makes you really appreciate those little moments and like to have that little pause in our lives and just have that time with the family. To me, it was, I'm grateful regardless of how draining and emotional it was. I really am grateful. Yeah. I think when we're younger, I'll speak for myself, you think that uh, (laughs) you grow up and you become this like perfect person and you don't have issues anymore and you're always happy or you see adults as if like, you know, they have it all figured out. And then you turn 20 and you become an adult and then it turns out, yeah, nobody's got it figured out and, and you come back home and you realize, you know, your parents, you know, they have their issues of their own and they have their experiences and they have you know, past that um, makes them who they are right now. And I think staying so much time at home and being with them, you realize all these things and you become more appreciative of who they are and, you know, what they lived and how they raised you to be who you are right now. And yeah, it's it's a time that we all learned how to be more grounded, I guess. Yeah. And I guess the following question that I have kind of goes along with everything that we said, I think, we the direction that we took it was very much like you know family oriented but i also wanted to know like in your own perspective and where you where you were during quarantine have any views of that you've perhaps previously had of the world been shifted in any way like have you realized anything else about the world around you that you maybe didn't notice before and you notice now because you know you were stuck at home or you know you were exposed to different things for sure, for sure, for sure. I think one of the main things that changed to me is the question, what do we owe to each other? Because before I would just say, we don't own anything to each other. I mean, if you choose to do something for me, that's your choice and that's your responsibility. But now just like seeing people struggling with mental health, just people like struggling in general, I think it was, to me at least, it was so nice to have that safety net of people that just love me so much and helped me with everything, even university. And I don't know, I think that I want to become that person for more people now, you know? Like I want to be there for people. And I think that, I don't know, kindness is so important. Being there for each other is so important. And I I, I would never say that before. Like I, I was like the most selfish, independent person that you would ever meet. But I think that for sure changed now during quarantine. Yeah, I have to repeat what basically Seba said. I just also realized how like dependent we are on each other, how easily we're so influenced and basically our ideas are a mesh and basically like a, a melting pot of what everybody else thinks. And I just noticed about the world that there's a lot of shit going on in the world. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of shit that people don't talk about. And it was a great opportunity just to reflect and really express your emotions and communicate all the things that we have to face. And I think maybe pre-COVID, like a world that we all 
miss so dearly right now. But like, yeah, pre-COVID, everyone was in their own bubble and like everyone was like doing their own stuff. Their their lane was here, that direction was pointed out. And then suddenly during COVID, it was as if the bubble just burst. And then everybody could see the world in a manner where it's like people are dependent on each other and people are so influenced by the things that are close to you. And yeah, it's just crazy because like Seba said, we all go from selfish people to more considerate and more like malleable people as well. I'm interested to know something. Was there like a turning point during quarantine when you guys were someone before and after? Was that like, I don't know, did you guys have an epiphany or, or a turning point or something happened that made you realize something and kind of changed you in some way or another? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I have a moment. I'm sorry if the tone changes from now on, but I'm going to get dark. <laughs> during quarantine, one of... One of my siblings got like super stressed. He he has gambling issues since like a long time ago now. And he lost a lot of money from the family. He lost properties. And then he tried to kill himself uh, through an overdose. And I think that was a moment in which I realized, first of all, I have to turn my life around. <laughs> I, I have to. And also just like being there for people, just because I, I was there for my brother but also like how everyone was there for each other, you know, like it wasn't only his trauma, but it was like everyone's trauma and just recognizing that and being there for each other. I think that was a huge turning point for me, for sure. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, mine is a little bit more lighthearted. It was basically during quarantine, I think we're two months in, and me and my mom were supposed to go back to Malaysia because my parents live in India. And the day before we were supposed to get on our flight, we were just like, no, we're not going to get on this flight. Like, we need quarantine in Malaysia for 14 days in a hotel room. And, like, being in a hotel room with my mom would be a very, very, very difficult thing for me to do. And I don't think it, that we would survive that. So... By not going on the flight and like staying in India and staying with my dad, my mom and myself, it was just a revelation that we're all in this together. And like, I had to, like, I didn't have any other choice. During that moment, I was like, I stopped complaining. I sucked everything up. I was just like, okay, this is how it is. And you just have to face it, you know? Yeah. I think kind of touching on both, of course, I can't compare my experience to, to neither of you. But I think it was also for me a time where I realized how important family is. I've always grown up, uh, luckily, with an amazing family. But like Adlan said, I think primarily in, you know, my teenage years was kind of the thing where, you know, my parents don't understand me. Nobody understands me. And then I went to university and I thought, you know, I started finding myself and I was living first year by myself or in the residence and then, you know, with my roommates. And I thought, you know, I was this amazing woman, like growing into an adult. And then out of nowhere, I'm back home with my family and I feel like I'm 13 again, which <laughs> in one hand, it was, you know, like I said before, it was so strange. And I, I told my parents this so many times because my grandma was also with us. And it was like, I was home for a really long time so that I wouldn't, you know, risk passing anything to my grandma. And one of the things was that I was back home feeling like I was, you know, 13 in some way. 
But then the people that I was talking to the most were my parents and my grandma, which, you know, two of them are middle aged and then the other one is 70 something. And my mentality was just all over the place. And I was so confused. And I was having like this quarter life crisis at, you know, 20, but feeling like I'm not 20. And then I don't know where, I don't know what it means to be 20. I don't know what anything means anymore. I was just really, really confused. Kind of am, I think you can tell. But, um, but at the same time, I realized that these are the people that, you know, as soon as everything started going down or yeah as soon as COVID began the people that I called were my family the place that I, I went back to were my family the people that you know were there for me the whole time as well because a lot of things happened during quarantine it was them so it made me realize just how family is important no matter how how much we grow no matter how independent we think we are just it's really important to think about who has your back in the end. And to me, that was such a great realization because I it was something that just never came to my mind before. Yeah, exactly what you said is the same for me, just knowing if where my home is, you know, like where I, everything's kind of messed up right now. What's my little like safe space and that's home. And I think like all you said, it was hard, but then you realize that you have these people around you and that's what matters. Um, what was a key takeaway from this time for you guys? Like one thing that you feel right now, that's your takeaway and it's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Uh, for me, it would be habits for sure. I mean, like now my quarantine kind of got extended to Segovia because when I arrived, we had like close contact with someone. Then one of my roommates got it. Then I got it. And it was like a huge time. It was like a month and a half since I arrived of quarantine and then I don't know I feel like you don't come to you with the quarantine men mentality you know like you're not in that mental space you're in the mental space of everything go is going back to normal I'm gonna see my friends and like everything's gonna be all right again but the truth is that it's not all right I mean and we just went through a, such a huge traumatic collective experience and I feel like just no one is acknowledging that. And I feel like that's a really important message that I, that it got to me. It's like, everyone's traumatized right now. Like everyone is, and we should talk about it. And to me, it got to a point in which just like last week, I got a huge anxiety attack and that took me to a hospital. And it was just like all of these things combined. And I, I don't know, at that moment, I feel like I had to turn my life around and then I started I haven't since my anxiety attack I haven't smoked marijuana I haven't smoked a cigarette I haven't drank once I I'm running every day I'm meditating and I really hope those are things that stick and I really want to recommend to everyone that as well you know like please go to a psychologist there we have a free one in uni and it's fucking amazing and just take care of yourselves you know because I feel like we came with this mentality of everything's going back to normal and we're using fun, not, not as a tool, but as a shield, you know, to escape from whatever is going on. And, and if we keep on doing that, I mean, I just really hope that like what happened to me doesn't happen to anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it that way, like using now that you no know, things are supposedly going back to normal, even though the pandemic is still out there. I never thought about using fun as a shield. And that's that. I think that's an incredible way to put it because 
it's like I think during this time a lot of people were talking about you know the new normal and now we kind of got used to that idea but at the same time we're still trying to run away from it a little bit and yeah I think it's something we, we have to be careful with in my opinion for sure for sure yeah I was just gonna say that quarantine was very much like a humbling experience I guess it was one that took us to grounded and for me my biggest takeaway would have been like I was just grateful and I just expressed my gratitude a lot more and we just realized that we're thankful that our families are safe but there are so many families out there that have been affected directly and maybe they have lost someone or maybe there's someone that's going through it right now like the pandemic hasn't stopped we're still living through it and it's very interesting because we're all from different parts of the globe we're all from different places different nationalities different ethnicities whatever you may call it and you just realize that the person next door your neighbor could be affected by the same pandemic that could be affecting my neighbor as well and it's something that you know brings us fingers back to ground i think yeah yeah it's kind of what a lot of people were were talking about i think especially once we realized the real danger behind the pandemic and how contagious it was i guess and it was just it doesn't matter if you think you're going to be asymptomatic once you go back home who who's at risk if they get it or once you go into the supermarket and you come into contact with someone else are going to pass something on to them that might not affect you as much as it will affect them and it was kind of that thing where we had to practice and we still do we have to practice empathy as much as possible because something that might not be affecting us directly will affect our neighbor like you said perhaps and it's something that we have to keep in mind and just like beyond the virus i was just gonna say that there's also the part affecting your mental health or just you, you might not have the resources to deal with that or the resources to you know have a safe place to be and um you know hide or, or or just be away from getting the virus so it's more than just actually getting it it's having like all the other resources that help you deal through quarantine or deal through isolation or even deal through like post-quarantine where you know the economy is not doing well for a lot of people and a lot of people are not going to recover from it anytime soon so yeah so you guys i think already touched on this but you know in case you want to go a little bit in depth or if you have anything else to say regarding anything else it's just that what's the main thing that you want the listeners to know so please take care of yourself please do i feel like it was so fun going through all of this and then listening to the video we made for social awareness week like listening to my own voice saying it was crazy at the moment but like please talk about your feelings please do exercise please eat well please treat this as as what it is a traumatic experience i can't emphasize that enough we are going to trauma right now and we have to acknowledge it and I know drinking is fun and I know smoking is fun and going out with your friends is fun, but don't use that as escapism to, for your issues because they're going to get you eventually. <laughs> and it's not going to be nice if you like let them grow. Yeah, for me, I would just say it's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to know where you want to do, like what you want to do. It's, it's okay not to like, it's just okay. There are some days where you need to just Give yourself a moment just to relax and reflect on yourself for example I, I like i came back to spain and for the first day i was like what the fuck am i doing here i was 
thinking that if I got the virus, I would be the only one that's going to take care of myself. Like that was it. I for a moment I was like scared shitless. I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. And I think that one of the greatest takeaways from that moment was just allowing myself just to relax and like keep my feet on the ground and just realize that I can be the one that makes sure that I'm safe. I can be the one that makes sure that I'm eating well, I'm exercising, I'm doing whatever I can do possibly to be the most healthiest and the most mentally positive person I could be. Right. Talking about safety and and all these uh, precautions that you guys are taking, how is being back to uni like? How is it going for you guys, you know, after being away for so long? For me, I think it's been fantastic. I honestly love it. I love going to class. I love seeing my friends and I love just being in one place with my friends with professor. It's just so, so much easier. I hate the screen. This is my enemy right now. Like logging into Zoom. Yes, it's been a miracle, but sorry, that's COVID. And I'm like ready to go past it. But um, I think that IE has been doing a good job. Obviously, it's still up to the students to take those precautions to understand if what you're doing is okay or not. But if everyone's doing what they can and following the rules, then we could all just go to class and like study and yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't had the same experience. <laughs> I actually like touched university twice since I came back. Um, but I, I, I don't even know. It has been such a bag of mixed feelings. It has been, first of all, super emotionally challenging. But second of all, that's when you find the most growth, you know? And I feel like I take it one day at a time and I have hope and we're growing. And if you really take your time to think about it, I'm sure you can find growth and beauty within this storm we're going through. There's something that I think it was you, Salas, that mentioned uh, social anxiety and how you feel it's affected you a lot. Do you feel like now going back to uni, I know you haven't been much to uni itself, but <laughs> just being around your friends, you feel like that has been something big for you, for both of you? I think thanks to social anxiety, I really got to know who my real friends are, you know, like who are there regardless of what you can give them. You know, it's it's been nice to like, sometimes just like feel paralyzed by anxiety. And then you see someone that comes to you and it's like, I got you. <laughs> and that, that, that's been beautiful. Also, just university as well. Um, I talked to one of my teachers about like my whole my whole situation. She is emailing me every day. She made me go to the psychologist in uni, to my academical advisor. They are so down to help you to become the best version of yourself. And there's this term from that I really want to share as well that I forgot. I think it's fun how we're looking for happiness and we think that happiness should be our main goal in life. But I think that we kind of fall into more hedonistic activities once we're just looking for happiness. And I think we should look for something greater than happiness. And that it's, I found this term on the internet. It's from Aristotelic philosophy and it's called eudaimonia, which means being the best version of yourself and trying to become that person every day and taking a step and yeah, that. I think kind of touching on this last thing that you said, I was really interesting. I thought you were going to say something else because I never came across that term before, but one of the people that we interviewed for 
for the mental health videos for you know the social awareness week he said that he finally or he is learning gradually to shift from this mindset of you know looking for happiness and instead looking for peace and I, that's what I thought you're gonna say I guess it kind of goes along the same lines and it's something that I think I, I also came you know I also started thinking a lot about recently especially during this time and it's just like happiness is not it's just not doable all the time do you guys remember that movie inside out i think that's like the perfect analogy for it i think there is such a thing as toxic positivity you know like just neglecting all of your other feelings sacrificing them in order to i mean when i say the best version of yourself I'm, i don't mean you have to be the happiest person ever i mean i mean that you have to acknowledge everything you're feeling and and make peace with it, you know, like just acknowledge that those are parts of yourself that you have to love as much as you love your intelligence and your, I don't know, you know, like everything you love about yourself. I feel like even those things you should. No, it's just something that I've been starting to think a lot about recently. I think also because so many things just happened in my head during quarantine, but um, one of the things was that, and it was just, especially transitioning from this time when you know I was a teenager still and then going into uni and thinking this is the time when you're going to be the best version of yourself and you're going to learn how to be confident and then I came back home and it felt like I was 13 again and I also I didn't have the means or I couldn't go out and see my friends and distract myself the way that I used to back in university so it was like whenever I was feeling down concerning things you know about myself maybe about my personality or you know just self-doubt whether it be regarding my intelligence or, or my body, anything like that. Quarantine was actually the first time that I realized, and it might sound very cheesy, but it was the first time that I realized that I am actually gonna be with myself for my entire life. And I never, it's something that I actually never realized before. <laughs> and then I was just like, I, I plan on living for a really long time, hopefully. And I don't want to spend my entire life hating myself. I don't want to spend my entire life picking on, you know, my insecurities or anything like that. And I think that, you know, it's something that I'm definitely still working on a lot every single day. But it was so wonderful to realize that. And it's, it doesn't mean that I wake up every day and I think, you know, I'm the most beautiful person in the world. No, but it's just I wake up at, or I try to wake up every day and, you know, tell myself that, whatever it is that I that I don't like about myself, you know, can I can I realistically change it? Or is it actually part of me? Because if it's part of me, then, you know, I'm going to love it anyway. I don't plan on hating myself for the rest of my hopefully very long life. So yeah, <laughs> this is what you got and what you got to work with. And it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to add anything else too? I think I think we're actually good. Do you guys have anything else to add? Any more takeaways from this time? Anything you learned? I would just say take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we got this, people. We got this. <laughs> I mean, we're all in this together, so. <laughs> Should we just like finish with High School Musical now? <laughs> yeah. We're all in this together, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having us. Mm -hmm.